It's Time Out, it's Bill Price, it's Leadership Coaching, and the privilege is mine to be together with you yet again and to help coach the inside out of leadership. I honor, respect, admire, and deeply and sincerely appreciate you as a leader because I know that you're constantly aware of and paying attention to executing, paying attention to living out your dominant strengths, that you're paying attention to being an influencer, that you're building relationships, and that you're a strategic thinker of note, and the consistent focus of having to keep a team focused on reality, yet hopeful about a dream that uh, is filled with optimistic hopefulness and adventure. All of this makes a well-rounded leader, a person who has success as part of their life. In my coaching, I've had the privilege of paying attention to what is the mind frame DNA? What's the backdrop for leaders that are really making things happen? And I'm paying attention beyond character and personality. So I'm going beyond this razzmatazz of uh, charisma, charismatic type leader that does all the shouting and the screaming and the jumping and the acting and is a people's orientated person. I'm, I'm going beyond that. I'm going into the neural networks um, of the DNA of the brain, going into the intelligences of the brain and making discoveries with leaders Having studied uh, neuroscience and neuroleadership, I'm becoming more and more aware of the fact that the programs are so clearly embedded within our neural networks. Success is there. Failure is there. Every emotion and its range is there, embedded powerfully within the neural network of the brain, in the billions of networks available to us. Even our spirituality is contained within our brain. We cannot even have one spiritual moment, even if we say we've had an out-of-body experience. Your brain has to be switched on to be able to sense it and to be able to code it and make sense of it. So when you talk about it afterwards, how did that work? And they say, no, it was all in my spirit. I'm afraid it is our spiritual intelligence um, that picks that up. Surely we, we are a living soul, we are a spirit that is alive. Um, as uh, Rabbi Paul taught us and as uh, Rabbi Christ taught us, um, we are indeed alive souls, living. We have the breath of God breathed within us. But there's something about leaders that are successful not success by surprise kind of leaders, not random success leaders. I'm talking about leaders that I've profiled with sustainable success factor built into them over periods of years. Um, of course, oscillation here and there, it's not always a straight line, but I've discovered that leaders that are busy living out a leadership life and living out their leadership strength um, they're doing amazing things. And the DNA of their mind framework is what I'm going to be paying attention to. So if you have an A4 blank page in front of you, it's important that you write down and draw symbols at the same time. If you just write down words, 
the brain has got seven languages with which it codes information, expresses information, and is impressed with by information. And it's basically our five senses. It's see, feel, hear, smell, and touch. But the see, if you have a piece of paper in front of you with words and only words typed on to the brain, that's auditory. It's visible, but it's not visual. So it's visible to the brain, but not visual. And it's auditory if it's just words. And touch is basically just a, a sensation, but the feeling that is attached to that touch, the kinesthetic experience I have on the inside, is a sixth language of the brain, the kinesthetic feel, the sense section of the intelligence of the brain. And then there's a seventh language that the brain codes information with, and that is called vestibular. And it's almost like a broadband, and in the broadband is time, past, present, and future ongoing. Uh, in the present, there's the now, the moment right now. So you've been aware of me in the present, but let's get into the now. How do we do that? Just take a deep breath. And as you breathe out, I simply just want you to become aware of the chair that you're sitting on or wherever you are. And just let your eyes roll around and focus on three things. And breathe in. And hear the breath going into your body. And as you breathe out, now you've become aware of the now. Amazing. We're so busy in the present that we miss all these beautiful little now moments. Now moments. In the broadband is not only past, present, and future and the now, it's also how close and how far. So when people tell you that they want to be closer uh, in their relationship to each other, to the world, to life, to their being, to their emotions, to God, to spirituality, um, it's from this language that the brain is picking up um, sensory uh, reality, trying to make sense of it with words. In the space, you've also got momentum and timing and pacing, how fast, how slow, direction, are we going up, down, around in circles, the pacing of things, is it a steady pace, is it a gallop, is it a canter, How's, how are we doing? So looking at a piece of paper and just writing words down is only uh, one of seven brain languages. It's auditory. So when you start drawing circles and uh, triangles and you link it to other little symbols, then you're starting to use the spatial intelligence of the brain, which uh, opens up amazing other avenues. Uh, so you begin to think systemically and think deeper. What are the, what are the mind frame DNA? of leaders that have a sustainable success record over a period of time, um, together with people paying attention uh, to these wonderful success factors. Leaders are uh, people that are builders. So in essence, they build things. They, uh, a leader builds a vision. A leader builds relationship. A leader builds um, bridges. A leader builds walls, a leader builds barriers. So a leader is able to build. Uh, a leader has the capacity to build into culture, uh, into relationships, into space in between people, um, into their thinking patterns. 
a leader also has the ability to um, tell reality as it is. We often say tell the truth as it is, but I prefer uh, to, in my findings, with, with uh, sustainable, successful leaders, that they begin to tell reality as it is rather than just truth. Truth is um, a statement which is other than a lie, and um, that's a fact, uh, and it can be a fact, but um, I, I tend to go, yeah, truth is relative to people, um, so let's, let's, work on, let's work with reality. And then leaders that are sustainable and focused are leaders that can pay attention to the ability to um, find uh, opportunities. In other words, they, they see opportunities in markets. They see opportunities uh, as they unfold. And it's this uncanny capacity to be able to look at the future unfolding before us and look at the now and say, um, man, this could change. It's almost like they see the invisible, that they can spot potential. Um, and the faint tremor of the heartbeat of unfolding trends, they can pick that up. Other leaders um, have a capacity to build what is known as competitive advantage. They can build advantage. They build on the strength. They build on why are we unique and special and one of a kind. And as a leader said to me yesterday, what makes us different is what makes us great. And he said that with a great sense of humility, yet with deep pride uh, emulating out of him. Um, leaders that are sustainable and successful are also people that focus on building brand. They, they build a name. They build a reputation rather than just build moments of experiences. You're building a reputation. Um, I've discovered uh, leaders that are sustainably successful are also people that uh, learn pretty quickly and um, have a wonderful capacity to be able to manage uh, risk very skillfully. So what, what would we say are the mind frames? The, and I don't want to use the word attitude. Um, it's a frame of thinking. Uh, an attitude is really a, a very lazy way of thinking. So if I were to ask you, what's your first response um, when I say uh, a combi taxi? Um, your first response is going to be, oh, okay, here it is. It sounds like you've really thought it through, but what has really happened in the brain is you've had a few experiences and your brain has come to the conclusion that when you see another taxi, um, that you automatically go, yeah, this is what they like, this is what they all like, and you negate the reality that there are actually some very good, um, responsible taxi drivers. Uh, unless, of course, you're in Egypt, where everybody just goes crazy. But in reality, an attitude is a, is a lazy way of thinking. It's almost like the first brush stroke that we have uh, when we're thinking about, about a particular subject or whatever. But here are mind frames, frames of thinking, where you frame your thinking into this frame. And um, so let's talk about some of the frames that exceptional leaders I've discovered have. Um, the, the first frame, and not necessarily in any particular order, is the frame of passion. Um, the leaders express their vision, their mission, their game plan, their strategy, with a certain sense of passion. 
there's an entheos, there's, a, there's an enthusiasm uh, that bubbles on the inside and they frame what they say and how they say it from within this frame called passion. So if you draw a circle and say passion, it's a frame uh, in which I say certain things and express certain things and am certain uh, identities. A second triangle or circle or block that you want to draw uh, in there, you can write hopefulness and optimism. Uh, this is not the power of positive thinking. This is hopefulness and optimism and simply means that you build reality into it, but you're optimistic anyway. Uh, there was an old patriarch father, Abraham, who uh, knew that he could not produce child. And yet, uh, when you read the stories about him, uh, he considered the fact not that he could not have children, but had an optimistic hopefulness, a faith almost, um, and so a hopefulness and optimism, if that describes faith for you, well, then uh, that's another word that you can write in there. And successful leaders tend to have uh, optimistic hopefulness uh, about life, about the nation, about the country. And uh, it's driven also together with a mind frame of, of passion. In every single one that I have profiled, I have also discovered a mind frame of a sense of adventure. So, and I think that's what passion and hopefulness does to an ordinary journey. They turn it into an adventure. It's almost like inquisitiveness switch on and they go, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to enjoy this. They take chances. They don't want to stick to the normal uh, formats and they break loose from um, the normal program. And adventure becomes a mind frame with which they begin to engage uh, with life. Another mind frame, DNA, is that of flexibility, uh, almost of um, uh, tolerance for ambiguity. And leaders have an amazing capacity to be able to um, live with paradox, uh, light and dark, life and death, good and bad, sin and righteousness. And they have this amazing capacity to be able to understand uh, boundaries and understand uh, flexibility around that. Another DNA mind frame is, um, and you can draw a triangle or circle, whatever you want, is the ability to be connected to diversity and tolerance of other people's uniqueness. Um, Where people who are pedantic will freak out, these kind of leaders with this kind of a mind frame DNA of being tolerant uh, for the uniqueness of others uh, has an open aperture in, in their thinking. They're open to people. They kind of look at people um, with uh, an awe almost to go, wow, this is different. This is unique. This is uh, amazing. And they, they tend to pose the question that sounds like, Tell me more about this. Tell me more about that. So there's this inquisitive drive um, and they look at the awe of people. They also have the capacity to enhance that and to capture that, um, to add value to the whole and the overall. Um, other leaders that I've uh, profiled, I've discovered, and you can draw another circle or triangle, whatever you're drawing on the page, is acceptance of change as an ongoing uh, reality in life. Change is here to stay 
And um, the moment we start changing, that's the moment we die. So change is a constant. When people say, oh, I know my husband so well, uh, I'm going, I'm scared because um, you, you haven't noticed some of the changes in his life. Uh, and people do change. People really do change. So there's, there's a fallacy that we as couples believe that uh, we get to a place where we fully know each other. No, 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 no. There's constant change taking place. Your tastes for food change. Your tastes for books and movies change. Your taste for life changes. Your taste for the style of exercise changes. Um, and if we're not in touch with change, then we're not in touch with reality. And, and exceptional leaders who have this amazing mind frame DNA of the ability to rest in the reality that change is a part of ongoing life, um, they tend to get uh, on in life and they tend to be far more proactive and in tune with. Another DNA mind frame is that of connected to meaningful. Um, stuff has to be meaningful to them. So if I had to ask you the question, if your life's vision had to be fulfilled in your lifetime and I stand with you and looking back over your life and you see that you've achieved 90% of your dreams, what would that mean to you? The answer to that question is meaningful connection. It would mean I'm successful. Then I'd ask, so what does successful mean? Well, it means I've achieved and, I, and I'll almost hear uh, my, my creator in my spirituality saying, well done, um, good, and you've done it faithfully. So your deepest level of meaning and connection uh, to life is that you're going to do stuff good with meaning and faithfulness um, as unto, uh, in terms of your higher spirituality, unto God. Another DNA um, mind frame is that of risk, the ability to take a risk. There's a lot of books written about leadership. That's almost like the past tense and more books written about leader. That's the present tense and a noun, the person. But leading, the very next step that I need to take, the very next decision that I need to take. Um, am I going to invest? Yes or no. Am I going to pay? Yes or no. Am I willing to take a bond? Yes or no. Am I willing to pick up this challenge? Yes or no. That moment is a moment where risk is involved. And um, leaders of exceptional capacity and capability have this amazing capacity to uh, take a risk um, and deal with it and, and work with it. Risk is that moment um, where we see a Christ saying, I need to go to Samaria and I'm, I'm going to sit at a well and I'm going to wait there for someone and I'm going to meet someone. That's a moment of risk. And then the next moment of risk is when you open your mouth in that person's presence and say what you need to say. That's all risk in action. And they have this amazing capacity to just flow with risk. Um, Another symbol that you can write and draw is a symbol of ownership. Um, and ownership simply means responsibility, uh, but I own it and it owns me and I am it and it is me. And ownership is about identity. Ownership is about my principles in line and I'm aligned with this authenticity alive in my life. Um, and that's a mind frame um, that, that really... Uh, adds value to interpersonal relationships with people. Another symbol that you can draw 
is uh, the symbol which contains the word well-being. Um, and it's more than just being healthy. So well-being is about my physical, the amount of sleep, my diet, my nutrition that I get, the food that I eat, the exercise. Um, it's about my hobbies and interests. It's about recreation. Um, it's about my sexuality. Um, it's about my well-being um, in my emotional intelligence, uh, in my contextual intelligence. Uh, in, it's basically about my soul being well. Um, I've got a good balance between will and willfulness um, practicing itself in my soul realm. My spirit is alive. I'm conscious. I'm aware. I'm in tune. And leaders that are exceptionally successful have a very, very strong DNA factor when it comes to well-being. They're paying attention to themselves. Their life is varied. Uh, their budget makes um, opportunity available for them to spend money in uh, creating well-being for themselves and for others around them. The second last symbol, um, circle or triangle, is resourcefulness. Resourcefulness is a capacity to set your mind around being uh, open-minded. It's about being inquisitive. It's about being creative. It's about being inventive. It's about saying, what needs to change to improve around here? How can we do this differently, um, etc. I had um, a wonderful experience with um, one of uh, our nieces in our family. She was paralyzed and we uh, invited her to come and live in our home and over a period of two years um, began to walk um, but her hands were still pretty paralyzed from this particular virus but she could have movement in her wrist and so I uh, looked at this and said I, I want to help you I want to help you to just restore your sense of being and uh, she said if only I could type if only I could do whatever and so um, I went to town and we took pieces of uh, aluminium and attached it to her hand and uh, glued little um, erasers uh, to the pieces of aluminium so that she could, in the movement of her wrist, uh, begin to strike keys on the keyboard and began to type with, with great speed. Um, and today, years down the line, uh, still thankful that resourcefulness helped her to impact uh, her sense of being and her sense of um, self-image. The final circle or triangle or whatever symbol that you're drawing is the ability to be um, playful with ambiguity. Ambiguity uh, is almost like oscillation. One moment it's here and the next moment it's there. Um, and uh, it, it contains flexibility, but it, it also contains a tolerance, a mind frame of I've got to be tolerant with ambiguity and not everything is black and white. Not everything is as it seems. And I was sitting in church a few Sundays ago when uh, my minister spoke about the subject, you know, you know, is, uh, is God fair? And, and he used the, the story and the parable of the farmer who allows laborers and some start early in the morning and he said, I'm going to pay you two pennies. And some started later in the day and two pennies. And then came some folks right near the end of the day. Um, and worked for a very short period of the day, and he also paid them two pennies. And the folks that worked all day then began to challenge the master and saying, but we've worked all day, you pay us two pennies, and here's this dude, he comes along and starts, works for two hours, and you pay him two pennies. 
And the master just says, you know what, that's my decision. I have the right to make that decision. And um, so I don't, I don't have to be fair, uh, but I can be equal. And I can, uh, so our little boxes that we tend to define what's equal and what's fair and all of that kind of stuff is ambiguity. And sometimes in our Christianity, I found myself in that sermon just having to look at some of the boxes that I had around oh, all sorts of things, healing, um, uh, prosperity, provision, protection, all of those things uh, that I, I just had to question. The box I had to question, and I'm busy counseling a person right now, a business owner whose son uh, tragically passed away, and they used to quote Psalm 91 over their lives every single day. And yet uh, death came and knocked on the door and he disappeared through the portal of death into eternity. And the father says, I don't know whether I can trust God anymore or I don't know whether I can trust what I believed about God anymore. And I said, aha, so let's explore some of that. And um, it's interesting to have discussions around all of those issues. So in coaching you, take the page and lift it up and look at the circles and triangles and blocks and ask yourself, how do I measure up with these mind frame DNAs? And give yourself a percentage out of 100 for each of them as you sense how present and alive they are. And then choose three or four to work on to say, if I, if I choose these four and I can improve the rating that I gave myself by 10, 15, 20% over the next 30, 60 days. Make it a matter of prayer and contemplation and meditation and um, yeah, weave it into your life and turn your life into an adventure. You're the leader that you need to be and don't forget you can email me.